Welcome to the Citizen Bitcoin Podcast. My name is Brady and I'm sharing my journey learning Bitcoin, hoping it makes yours a bit easier. Now, how's it going out there, all my Bitcoiners all around the world? Thank you for joining me again today here at the dawn of the Bitcoin Renaissance. Today, a real fun one with Lamar Wilson, Big Mar. Got to know this guy recently on Clubhouse. Love his energy and spirit. Had to have him on the Citizen Bitcoin podcast to just hang out and talk about who he is, what he loves, and about Bitcoin. Why he's so passionate about it. Before we dive into this super fun one with Lamar, let's check in with Swan. All right. I'm feeling bullish AF, everyone. Looking at the price, it's $56,000. Everywhere I look on Twitter, everyone's got laser eyes. You got Elon Musk with laser eyes, Michael Saylor with laser eyes, Cynthia Lummis with laser eyes in the Senate, just sitting in the Senate with their laser eyes just blazing all over the Senate chambers. It's amazing what I'm seeing out there. I'm feeling that pleb energy spreading out into the mainstream. We are doing it, y'all. Get hyped. Get hyped. SwanBitcoin.com is the best way to accumulate Bitcoin in the United States. We do it the Bitcoin way. You just connect your bank account. We pull that dirty fiat out automatically. We automatically stack those sats. And then you can automatically withdraw those sats into your own custody as is Bitcoin best practice. We are a team of Bitcoiners dedicated to doing this the Bitcoin way. We educate. We don't have marketing. We just educate. That's our marketing. We're all over Clubhouse talking about Bitcoin all day long. We're dropping tweets. We're dropping books. We're on TikTok even. We're leaving no stone unturned. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn. We're going everything, everywhere, every avenue that we can to reach new Bitcoiners, to teach about what is going on here. Bring your family and friends on board to Swan Bitcoin. All right. We'll take good care of them. We know that Bitcoin is the only real player on the global monetary stage. Everything else is at best experiments. At worst, they're absolute scams. We know this. Bring your friends and family to a Bitcoin-only company that will take good care of them and their wealth. Help them build generational wealth. That's what we're here for. And speaking of, Michael Saylor kicked off this trend of corporate Bitcoin standards, right? So we launched Swan Private. Swan Private is for high net worth individuals, for corporations, small, medium, and large, to accumulate Bitcoin, to put Bitcoin on their balance sheet, to convert their lives, their companies, their balance sheets to a Bitcoin standard. We can take many types of entities, go to swanbitcoin.com private, uh, fill out a short form to let us know what your particular situation is, and we will get in touch with you and help you start stacking sats. We have a fantastic team. Our support squad constantly gets incredible reviews, incredible feedback about how much uh, our customers appreciate real support that really cares and is responsive. Uh, and so we're proud of that. Bring your bring your business over to Swan Private, swanbitcoin.com slash private. Give us a try. We will hopefully impress you and earn that business, earn that trust, and uh, build a great relationship, working relationship with you. Pay yourself in Bitcoin. All right. We, we're talking about your friends and family. We're talking about companies. Let's talk about yourself. Pay yourself in Bitcoin, right? You hear that? You hear people talking about that? That's what dollar cost averaging services do. You pay yourself in Bitcoin. You deserve it. It's money that respects you. So you pay your bills in fiat because those are denominated in fiat. All your merchants want and you want fiat, right? So you give them the fiat. Whatever's left over, you dedicate to yourself, self-care, all right? You stack some sats with whatever's left over. You pay yourself Bitcoin with the rest of that paycheck. You can do that with Swan Bitcoin. Just sign up, 
tell us exactly how much you want to put into Bitcoin. How much that paycheck do you want to convert to Bitcoin automatically every month? Then you just set it up, divide it by, uh, you know, 30 uh, to do a daily buy, divide it by four to do a weekly buy. And we'll just stack sats for you every day, every week, even just once a month if you want. We'll stack those sats and you'll be paying yourself in Bitcoin. It's the way to go. That's what you need to be doing. Do it for yourself. All right. Now that we've got that taken care of, I can feel this energy, everybody. I feel it. It's it's in my bones. This bullish energy, this laser eye energy, this caps lock energy. And we brought that energy to this discussion today with Lamar. So let's dive into it. Lamar Wilson, lovingly known as Big Mar. He is a Bitcoiner, longtime Bitcoiner. He is a software developer, a businessman, an entrepreneur. And I met this guy on Clubhouse. Uh, he runs a, a group called the Black Bitcoin Billionaires, right? And they're working, they're dedicated to making everybody in the group realize what's going on here and turn them into billionaires. We're not talking about dirty fiat billionaires. We're talking about Satoshi billionaires, right? You got a billion Satoshis. You're going to be doing just fine for yourself. So... He brings an awesome energy, super fun spirit, uh, just really knowledgeable and delivers the Bitcoin message and answers questions just in a really great way. And I've learned a lot from him about that approach and that style. And uh, I just wanted to get to know him a little bit better. And as you all know, I've been talking about this lately on the podcast. I'm trying to pivot this thing to just talk to people a little bit more. We're not going to focus just on Bitcoin education here. We're going to get to know other citizens of Bitcoin right? We're identifying with this thing that's going on, all right? We're Bitcoiners, all right? You can meet somebody on the other side of the planet with a completely different life history than your own, and if you're a Bitcoiner, you have a tight bond, and that's what's going on here, and these are, we're all citizens of, of this new thing, of this, whatever you want to call it, this, this nation, this community, this whatever whatever you want to call it we're identifying as bitcoiners and that means something that we have something in common some shared values some principles some experiences and that that makes it, it feels like a kinship right so i want to focus on that i want to meet these people talk to them learn what they're passionate about get some of their history and of course bitcoin comes up of course we can't avoid the topic right bitcoin's going to come up all the time in these conversations and we're still learning and we're still sharing about bitcoin but we're also learning about each other that's where i'm headed with this podcast swan signal live is you know more focused on just really diving into the news analyzing commenting on talking about macroeconomics and and bitcoin and investing and all that stuff so we're leaving that there. It's the more serious show, um, and it's focused on on all of that stuff. This show is going to be more chill, laid back, relaxed. Let's get to know each other. All right, this was a lot of fun with Big Mar. Let's dive in. Yeah, Clubhouse is Clubhouse is like Twitter and like 8K HD. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes, bro. It's it's crazy, and you guys were pioneers, man. You were the you were the only representatives of like legit Bitcoiners on Clubhouse for months uh, <laughs> and months. And I, I know what's so crazy. Everybody came through. That's what I told them. I was like, it's like all the stars are starting to come in now. Yeah, well, they you know when they opened up the invites a little bit more, they got a little looser on the invites. Somebody got in. Corey got in like late December. And we just started inviting in 
all the Bitcoin Twitter people. I right. I've been keeping I've been keeping my invites for like the plebs because like you know like anytime I get invites you give them out as long as you're in rooms they'll give you three new ones every day. Yeah. Uh, and and so I just I have <laughs> I put out a tweet I was like I've got five invites next five people to DM me with their with their mobile number gets an invite and of course I get like fifty DMs and so now mm-hmm. I'm just like now I'm just like all right I'm just gonna go up the list. Every th- every day, three new people get invites, and it's people with like you know a hundred followers, fifty followers, and that's right. the people I want to get in there. You know, uh, that, yeah, yeah, that's cool. The only person I brought in that's like a star, I guess, is Jimmy. That's you it. brought in Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy's Jimmy. great, man. Yeah, Jimmy's the homie. But yeah, that's the only person. Everybody else is like, I don't even give out my invites. I still got like ten, I think. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a pain in the ass because you got to get somebody's phone number, you got to put them in your contacts, you got to go back to the clubhouse app, you got to search them, you got to. So it's a bit of a process. Right, so I get that. I get that, man. Uh, yeah, I just haven't really. Yeah, I just. I'm like, it is what it is. I just keep my invites. It don't really matter. I'm waiting till Android comes out. Yeah, man. I, I, are you hearing anything about that at all? Like, I, I heard somebody say the wow. other day that they think it's going to come out soon or whatever. But I mean, I would think it can't be that hard. Oh, I'm sure it's not hard. I think they're just like worried about the avalanche. Right. You know? But that's what I'm saying. Even that can't be that hard because here's the thing. If you think about it from a technical standpoint, it's like every room, you can basically spawn up its own like small little microservice, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just basically say, okay, this is how many, this is how many rooms we have right now. And when we get to that many on this micro on this server, then we spawn up another one. Yeah, you just keep giving everybody their own little like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's probably expensive, but I don't know if it's that hard. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. That's a good way to scale that. You just make each room its own little instance. Right. Yeah. Pop that instance up and then let everybody connect to it. And if you can get that part, that's the biggest part is scaling the instance, but they've already put a limit. So as long as you have the one that can do that, it's not like, like that bandwidth should be coming from there. You know, you get, you raise that much money, man. You can just go on, put some, put the bread in it to make it, you know what I'm saying? How much did they, how much did they raise? Like a hundred million or something crazy like that? They got a hundred million valuation the first time, but I think they raised like 11. And uh-huh. then they just got a billion dollar valuation. So I don't know how much they raised in the second round. I think it might have been 30 or something. Um, I don't know Man. how much it was. I think the first one was 11 or 12. But still, you got that much bread. It's like you just got to get the engineers in there to know how to like spawn those instances up. And then you just listen to me. I'm over trying to architect their system. It might be hey, way dude, you're, but, but hey, you're you're a legit coder, bro. You're a developer. So, so, you so can talk, yeah, because I can like talk doing to, that stuff. You can talk to this. Yeah, I like thinking that stuff out. But yeah, I, I was just like, I was like, if you can get one going good, you should be able to just, as long as you have the resources to be able to spawn other ones up so that everybody is kind of like separate. It's almost like running your own Discord type server. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You have your own, this is your server. You can literally spawn them up, give them as much resources as needed. And then, you know, then let them get off. I think they're starting to do some stuff too about these long-term rooms, man. Oh really? Why? What do you mean by that? I don't like, know. It's I don't know. Somebody was telling me today, but I I mean I see people on there for forty eight hours. Yeah, like the room stay there forever. Yep. Yeah. Do you think they're like trying to discourage that? Then is that what you're saying? I don't know, man. That's what the dude said today, but I don't know if he was just saying that just because because he wasn't somebody I know that runs rooms, so I don't know. 
Yeah, I guess they could just like take them out of the hallway, you know, after a while so that they force a wind down. But right. yeah, I've seen rooms stay open. Like there was one room that stayed open for like four days straight. Uh, we had one room that was open for like 36 hours the other day. I was right. I was waking up in the middle of the night and popping in. I was like, I was like, what you guys, what's going on? And then one woman was in there just like, we're just running the tables. She it was like 3 a.m. in San Francisco and she'd been out all night and like was just lit <laughs> just having a good time and right. entertaining everybody it was so it was it's great it was the middle of the night clubhouse is pretty funny man oh man middle of the night clubhouse is hilarious it's <laughs> hilarious but yeah i'm not like i said i don't know if it's easy i'm just thinking it through because i like that stuff i like i don't know i like the whole architecture stuff part of things like trying to set up the architecture set yeah. the system up you know what i mean like how many servers do you need to to push the, you know, just even the part where it has the rooms. And I wonder what their, their, oh, we, man, we, we supposed to be talking about something else, man. Let's not get it. No, 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 it's all good, man. This look, we don't have to talk about Bitcoin all the time here. I actually, so I started this podcast three years ago and, uh, you know, now that I've got Swan Signal live where we talk a lot about Bitcoin and economics, a little bit more serious, I've kind of pivoted this podcast to just be more, talking to Bitcoiners, but not necessarily about Bitcoin. Of course, we end up talking about Bitcoin, but like, I, I like to find other people, you know, Bitcoiners usually like, because you're, if you're into Bitcoin at this point, you got a passion for it. And it's something that's really, you know, really important to you. And typically Bitcoiners have other things, like so several other things. Usually they're super passionate about. It's the kind of person that'll just like dive deep down rabbit holes Right. So I've, I've been trying to talk to people more about their other rabbit holes they're into. So, I mean, this is perfect. So you, how long have you been into coding and computers? Have you been, have you been like a computer nerd your whole life? <laughs> no, not at all, bro. Like I started coding 2007, like 2000, 2006, 2007. I started coding um, yeah. and it was because I had a skateboard company. And um, I was trying to do like a social network for skateboarders and I didn't know how to code at all. And the dudes, them that told me that they was going to build it for me, they had like this program where it was like, you make the money and we take a cut. So it's kind of like a BC program, but mm -hmm. they provide the coding part and you just go market it and get the, you know, get people to the site and make the money on the site and we split the revenue. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened? They loved the idea. They loved everything I was doing. My wife helped me put together a 14 city tour. So we could get the skateboard because I had them in all of Kentucky. So it's like nice. we was trying to get them other places. And so we put that together. And I wanted the skate, of course, the website to come out with the same time that we went on tour. Cause as I'm on tour, we just, you know, put all of those people from the tour on the site. Right. So uh we try to we try to time that up and got down to like a month before I was great going on tour. And I met with them. And uh, you know, this is when we get in our partnership agreements together and all of that. And they sent me over a partnership agreement and I just gave it to my lawyers. My lawyers looked over it and was like, I don't like, you know, what lawyers do. I don't like these three things. These don't look like they do well for you. Change these and give it back and it'll probably be all good. I, they changed them. I gave it back to them. They was like, no deal, man. We're not doing it at all. Damn. And I was like, what? I was like, we've been working on this for a year and you're going to just walk away because my lawyer wanted to change a few things that make sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, was, I ain't allowed. I was pissed off, but it was like, I just left. The, I wanted to flip the whole table, but I just left the room. <laughs> in. 
and walked Damn. out. And then I walked, as soon as I walked out the door, I went and got some books. I was like, I got to figure out how to program. I need to get the social media network up. And so I went and got some books. And I remember calling them once I learned just a little bit. I was like, I need a database that y'all were using. Uh, so I can so I can use so I can build off of it. And there's like database. You don't need the database. I was like, yeah, I do need a database. I understand the database is what runs the front of it, right? Uh-huh, and the guy yep. was like, you don't know about websites. I said, yeah, man. I was like, can you please just give me the database? I mean, y'all did me dirty already. And the mm-hmm. dude was like, no. He said, he, he said, I guarantee I know about more about websites than you do. He said, I went to Georgia Tech. <laughs> and I said, so my first company name was Ananga Tech, which is like a non Georgia Tech. That was my, that was my. <laughs> That's a good troll right there. Yeah, right? It, was a, it was Ananga Tech. Um, but yeah, so, I, so I, I, I figured out with the help of this dude, it was funny. I tried to hire this dude to build it and he, he didn't have that much time. So I just started teaching myself. And when I would come back to him, he was like, man, you already did that. I was like, yeah, man, that's what I figured out, but I still need your help. And then he, after a while, he's like, man, I'm not going to charge you. He said, you've done all the work. Yeah. He was like, you did all the work. You figured it out. He was like, I'll just teach you and I'll show you some stuff. And even one of the, it was so bad. One of the dudes at the company that did me dirty, um, he, he knew they did me dirty. So he would like shoot me a little advice in a uh-huh. instant messenger, like, you know, the old school instant messenger. Uh-huh. Yep, so yep. I'd I be fixing, I mean, I'll do stuff. And after a while, I just figured out how to do it. And I built like a social media network in a month. That's amazing. Um, That's and amazing. then and it went, and went on tour. We wound up getting like three, 400 people on. That's when I learned about bugs. Because I thought once I had it done and it was working for me, it was going to work. And then we'd be on tour and the site of crash. And I'm in the hotel. We just finished an event. And I'm in the hotel at 3 o'clock in the morning trying to figure out what a bug is and why yep. it didn't break. And you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was pure so- trial by fire, man. Software is never done, man. It's just never, bro. It's just solving one problem after the other after the other, uh, and it's like it's it's sort of addictive in a way because you're like, you know, you you get a problem, you solve it, you get that dopamine hit. You're like, fuck yeah, man, I solved that. I'm feeling good. You get the next problem. Right. You're like, oh shit, I'm gonna, and you dive in. You like you you feel you feel shitty for a little bit, and then you dive in, and you just you're like focused. You're like, I'm going to get this thing solved. And you're just going trial, 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 trial. Sometimes it's hours, sometimes it's days. You got to walk right. away. You got to take a nap. But then you come back. And when you get it done, the longer it takes to figure it out, the the more like the high is. Like I've right. literally run it like writing, writing code. I've gotten to the point where I've like had a 48 hour bug that I figured out. I'm running around the house like, like right. cheering, like, yeah, hell yeah, figured it out, you know? And it always, <laughs> almost always, it almost always turns out to be like something like super obvious that you just some little, yeah yeah man all right, all right depending on the language that you're writing in you might have forgot a semicolon or something uh-huh. and you just yep. didn't see it you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying most languages will show you but you know what i'm saying it's like you can't it's like something you might have done or something crazy like how the heck did i even do this and then you come back to like oh okay okay there it is but like you said you get so pumped like yep. me i think I, that's why i like it right Cause I like coding because you can fail a million times. That's the whole point of it. Yep. Like you should yep. just be constantly failing. You know what I'm saying? Cause if you're not failing, you're not writing nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's a good life lesson. Like you, yeah. you learn how to code, you get stronger cause you hit failure yeah, yeah. and you're like, all right, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just figured out one way that this doesn't work. So I'm going right. to move on. <laughs> and I try to tell people it's like coding is, is a creative function. Like most people think it's just purely you know what I'm saying? Uh, logical is nothing creative. I'm like, you don't understand when you got to figure out a problem 
and figure out like what to use. Cause think everybody got the same toolbox, like whatever yeah. language you in, everybody, everybody has that toolbox, but yeah. how you solve that problem and how you think about it is what changes what you being a dope coder and somebody else. Me, I like to write like really neat code, even though like when I code for myself, I just, you know, I, I write code, like I'm coding for a whole team mm-hmm. to make it really clean and neat. Because yep. I because I used to build a lot. Like when I first started coding, I got into uh, MySpace and Facebook apps. I don't even know if you remember those. Oh hell um, yeah, man! I'm right there with whole, you. I'm probably about the same age you are. I yeah. was. I'm a 1979. I was. Yeah, you was older than me. You got there. You, you go. Me. So I yeah. definitely remember that. I re- I used to run a BBS, buddy. Like on really? my on on a modem. The first computer we had had a 2400 baud modem, so it loaded like BBS's straight up ASCII text, like line by line by line, like that. I was like seven years old or whatever, but it was just like. And then right. we got a we got a 14.4 modem, and it was just like page page would pop right up, uh, you know. And then we got a, like AOL and all that stuff. So I've been around like before the web even started. Like I right. I was a computer nerd from the very beginning. So me, I was life. way different because I was like. I used to tell people, I was like, y'all idiots. I would never take a job. Where I just look at a screen <laughs> for words on it all day. Kill you, like for that. real, that's what I would do. Like I like, like I was always dope at video games. Like could nobody be, I don't care who it was. They could not beat me <laughs> in any video game. What's your, what was, was your, like, fa- what your favorite? What was your first system? My first, come on, man. NES, man. Oh, good. My, first one. My, right my, on, cousin, okay. my cousin had Coleco. Like, nice. She, Coleco vision. So we, I used to go play her Coleco vision, but she was like, you know, she's older than us, so she didn't want us breaking it. So yeah, then yeah. I got, yeah, I got NES, man. And I, matter, matter of fact, I got the, you remember the, with the robot, Gyro Mike? Did you Hell ever yeah. see the robot? Uh huh. Yep. So I got the and robot, man. The power glove. Yeah. I had I had the power, yeah. My mom and then bought me almost every attachment, but it'd be like, for Christmas, that'll be my attachment. That'd be yep. my attachment. And then I started making bread, like, shoveling snow and cutting grass and stuff yep. and man Same. i was i was balling i had so many video games yeah and all I your was... friends were over hanging out at your house and super nintendo was where it was at because we had a nintendo for a while super nintendo came out soon after and like tecmo super bowl like ah <sighs> oh, so <sighs> good so good so like good, it's still good okay Played. here's the question though best game of all time on on Nintendo system or just all oh, time, all time. I'll tell you the one. There, all right. There's two that I played the most. And I'm gonna have to pick between these two. One was okay. Quake, Quake, because I played a lot okay. of Quake in in yeah. college and Starcraft, uh, which okay. is like real time strategy, strategy. And I love that. Yeah. I really love that. Those two were amazing. Civilization. Bro. I played a lot of that when I was a kid. Like where you you know you like try to take over the world and stuff like that. Right. I, I guess I like those. My favorite game of all, I got two of them really. Favorite games of all time. They they one and one for me. One A one B. Golden Eye. Yep. Oh hell yeah! I love. I played a ton of Golden Eye too. Oh my gosh, Golden Eye, and then Zelda Ocarina of Time. Matter of fact, Zelda Ocarina of Time is the reason why I have a whole semester of ease in college. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I, I took. Like I played the game. And people were like, Mama, are you going to class? I'm like, man, I, I come. Then I realized, I was like, man, it's getting close to withdrawal time. Like, uh-huh. you know how you can put in withdrawals yep. and don't get to eat? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go to the administrative office and just get W for this semester mm-hmm. because I, I didn't go to, I didn't take tests. I didn't go to class. I was just playing a of time. And I go to the office to do my withdrawals. 
And I walk in, I was like, yeah, I would like to apply for uh, withdrawals in all of my classes. I've had a pretty tough time this semester. And the woman says, well, the deadline was yesterday. Oh, shit. I was literally uh, one day late. <laughs> she said, the deadline was yesterday. And, bruh, I looked at her. I said, what? She said, yeah, the deadline was yesterday. I said, well, that's it. I'm just going to just – that whole semester, I chilled. <laughs> the whole semester, <laughs> I was making beats, playing on Karina time, battling yeah. people and battling people and dang on uh, 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 007. It was just, yeah. I got yeah, a whole man. semester ease because of Zelda, man. Like real time, Zelda. Zelda is like the best, one of the uh, probably the best franchise of all time. I mean, I played the original oh, yeah. NES, then Super Nintendo. My son, right now, we got a Switch. My son, right now, is like he's six, so he's getting into all the Zeldas. He's all in. Like it totally took him. Right. We we played Breath of the Wild together, and now he's right. like going back and playing the original version, the Super Nintendo versions. Like he's just gonna go through them all. He's he's getting the books now. Like he loves right. loves it all. Yeah. My mom, my mom, right? So that's one thing I always realized. My parents bought me cool stuff so they could come mess with it. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. I wake up in the middle of the night and you hear do 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 I look up and I'm like, my pops on the floor playing my game. Then yeah. my mom. Like she was waking up super early in the morning and I would go in and she's playing Zelda, like the original gold disc Zelda. You know what I'm saying? And she beat it. She beat it before me. My mom beat Zelda before me. My dad beat Super Mario 2 before me. Like, and they were doing it at times that they put us to bed. They like put us to sleep. Dude, I remember, I remember uh same thing. All right. My parents was my mom and my stepdad, we go there every other weekend. And we play a lot of a lot of NES. Their favorite thing, they were golfers, all right. So their favorite thing was Mario Golf, which was a terrible little game like back in the day, but they were addicted to it. And it had every time you hit a shot, it would go right like that. Yeah. And so we'd be sitting, yeah, we'd be sitting down there just like three hours of that, you know. And I'm like, come on, are you serious? You guys, how many rounds? It's like 1 a.m. and I'm being woken up by that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I mean, that was my thing, man. I don't know. Like, my video games, I've just always been really good. To the point, like, even in college, like, people would come and get me mm-hmm. and take me. It was almost like a circuit. They would come and get me, like, Ma, hey, these dudes over at Hagen, they said they got you. And I told them, nah, Ma's the coldest on campus. So I would, like, get my sweatsuit on, go over to the Hagen dorm, like, and, we, and I say, what's your rules? It's your house. What's your rules? They'll give me rules. I remember I went into one dude's room and he was talking so much trash. These white dudes, man. He's he's like really, really, really like, you know, they look like what's your boy's name? Fred on uh, <laughs> on, uh, uh, uh Scooby-Doo. They was them kind of white dudes, right? So I go in and they like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna murder you, we're gonna kill you. So I sat down on the sticks, man, and we was playing a uh, license to kill. Bruh, we we're first to ten. When you looked at the score at the end, it was 10 0 0. Like 10 0 0. 0 0 0. I had 10 and I smashed them. And the whole room was completely quiet. And even my homeboys, they was just looking like, <laughs> like everybody was just quiet. And I didn't say a word. I literally turned around. I put the stick down. You know how it looks. I put the stick down. 
I yeah. just dropped it. I ain't look. I put it down slowly. I got up and walked out of the room. I ain't say a word. <laughs> that's so that's cold. Hey, you are the coldest one on campus, man. If you walk out man. like that, oh that's, man, it was that's so legendary cool. right there. And I started training all my homeboys. So then we was like, I was like, hey man, go take care of them on the twenty third. Like I was sending my dudes to like go other places and just what we had like a game. It was like a a double oh seven game. We we would play so many games of double oh seven. We had like a tally sheet. And we just oh, had yeah. like every win, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Crazy. Yeah. Totally did that, Crazy. man. Did I did we did that with several games, man. We so me and my brother and our friends back like when we were kids, you know, like 10, 12, 13 years old, we were we were playing basketball all the time. And in the wintertime, we had this little like little tyke school downstairs. All right. It was like that plastic yeah. little tykes thing, you know, and would like go up from like four feet, five feet, six feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we taped down. It was just like an unfinished basement. So we taped down on the floor with masking tape. We've had like the, you know, the lane, the three point line, free throw line, everything. <laughs> and then over on the side, we had like just stacked up like a bunch of graph paper and we kept stats for the whole winter season like assists, fucking like three pointers made total points scored, like everything rebounds blocks. <laughs> so like people will be playing. It was always two on two. Cause that's all the room we had for us. And then somebody else would be right. over there taking, kicking track, all the stats. And, right. and, oh man, it was so much fun, man. Like, and we did that with other games too. We had like a ping pong thing going in college. We did it with all kinds of video games. It was so much fun, man. Just, just having the stats. Like I, I still do that with like on ESPN. I'm always looking, digging in the stats. I love the stats, man. Baseball is great funny. for that. Yeah, I just we we only just kept wins and losses because I always got tired of people <laughs> like saying they beat me or something. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, nah, we keeping track of it. And we always used to say like, if somebody didn't get a win for the whole day, we would play like 40 games in uh, of 007. And if somebody didn't get a win for the day. We always like the whole rest of the day we'll yell egg, egg. Like we see him on campus. Nice. We call egg all the time, man. So yeah, man, that's, that's how it was, man. And, like it's crazy because I remember this guy uh, who lived on my floor. Just real quick, I know we are. We probably not even doing the podcast like you like to do. Nah, but, this is it, man. I love this. Yeah. This is exactly what I want to do. I like I told dude, you, man, it's been a long day. Now I just get to hang out with you. So this is perfect. <laughs> I remember a dude on my floor, man. Uh, I'll never forget him. I won't say his name because of the story that's going to be attached to it. But he was always a good guy. But he invited me into his room, and he came from a place because when he met me, this is what he said. He said, "You know what, Lamar." He said, growing up, he said, I didn't see one black person until I got to high school. And even then, it was one mixed guy, right? I'm in Kentucky. <laughs> so yeah. he says this to me, and then him, his friends come up from where he's from in Kentucky. And so he's like, Lamar, come play. Because, you know, everybody come challenge Lamar in video games. Like, Lamar, come play some games with us. So I go over there. We're playing uh, WWF on uh, – you remember that on, on uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you crawl up on the, the ropes and stuff and do uh, that. Coldest yeah. thing, man. Coldest game. So yeah. I go over there, and I'm great at that game, too. So I'm whooping everybody's head, but I'm talking mouth the whole time. I'm like, get out, sucker. Ah, boom. That's all you're hitting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the time I'm talking noise. In the back of the room, bro, in the back of the room, this is what I heard. Why don't you shut up, nigger? That's all y'all ever do is talk. Niggers is always talking. Dang. Right? And we in a little bitty room, man. Like, like imagine, like, probably – Four feet between the beds, and then you got like two twin beds, and that's that's how big the room is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm sitting in the middle, and I'm like, I hear it, 
And I just, my man on my screen, because I was whooping everybody, the man on the screen just stopped. And so I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, in there, it was nine dudes from his hometown. Two of them played football for the University of Kentucky as linemen. Mm-hmm. Damn. So this is this is video game, bro. Like, think about that. I'm like, I'm in here, I'm having a good time, and then all of a sudden that happened. So I just get up, I put my controller down, nobody's saying nothing. I walk past the dude that says it, I walk out, go to my room, and I call, I get, I get on the phone, and my I had a partner who didn't go to school there. I call him my cousin. I, I, I called him, I said, hey, man. I said, guess what just happened to me? And I told him. And my dude was like, hey, do I need to go hit the trunk? That's what he said. I'm like, <laughs> I'm on the phone, like, I'm on the phone, like, and I thought about it for a like, second. Yeah, I said, bro, I said, nah, it's all good. Because I'm like, I'm in college. I'm not trying to, like, get hemmed up over, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm like, nah, we good. I handle it. So next morning, man, it's like I told you, the dude who, who had invited me, he was a nice dude. Next morning, bro, it was like, I see, I, that's when I can wrap a towel around myself. So we all walk into the, to the thing. And everybody knows me as a happy-go-lucky dude. So everybody's going to the shower with their towel on. Dude comes out. And something just hits me, and I grab him by his neck, and I pick him up on the wall. And I said, look, I said, if you or anybody around you call me a nigga again, I promise I'm going to kill you. And I dropped him. Everybody on the hall looked like this. Like, it all stopped. It was all slack. And he slid down the wall. Like, I just dropped him. He slid down the wall. And I was like, I went and took my shower. And next day, everybody's like, what happened? They didn't even know what happened. And then but from that day forth, the dude that I did that to, me and yeah. him was like homies. Because he was like, he didn't mean for it to happen, but it's just where he came from. Like, that's how them cat, you know what I'm saying? That's how the cat thought. So that's yep. some of the crap I had to deal with whooping people in video games, bro. <laughs> it's like, it's like I couldn't even just just have fun. You know what I'm saying? I had to deal with that as well. So yeah, well, that, of course, that's probably man. like I mean crazy, crazy video game story, man. That's I mean, I can't imagine. Like, especially. I mean, I'm sure you had a lot more incidents like that, you know, like growing up in Kentucky. Oh, man, I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Kansas. Yeah, I, I get up, it. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I grew up in Kansas. There was, you know, there was one black kid in my neighborhood. We grew up down the street and we, he was like, he was our boy. You know, he's like right. my little brother. He was my little brother's age. He was with us all the time, right. all the time, all the time. Right. But yeah, the only black family in the whole neighborhood because we were out in suburban Topeka, Kansas growing up, right? I mean, right, it's just, right, right. I came to college, University of Kansas here, and I live, still live in Lawrence. A lot more diverse here, and especially on campus. Right. Uh, but man, yeah, it's, you know, you go, like, you go to a basketball game, you, uh, uh, you know, you're now in field, you're now in Fieldhouse, it's white. It's, like, it's just a sea of, of white people. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's rough. And I've been around some of that as a, you know, uh, w- with friends and seeing You've that happen yeah exactly oh yeah hell yeah a lot and it's 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 fucking terrible man the craziest but, thing the craziest thing that happened to me i was at a, tra- a tractor pool now listen i was at a tractor pool because the baseball team i didn't play baseball my buddy did they were like working the concessions to make money and so i went out because they had to work concessions so i went out and sat in the stand and just tracked the pool in the country man and I loved it. Like, I like tractor pools. I'm a, I'm like a country dude for real at heart, right? So mm-hmm. I'm out there like... Rrr. So I get excited. I hop up. I'm like, yeah, like I'm getting hyped. Man, from the back, it seemed like everything got completely silent. And some dude in the back goes, shit down, big nigger. I said, oh, gosh. Now think about it. I'm in this, I'm in this freaking thing. Like, it's like nothing but like white dudes around me. 
And I go, I look around, I said, well, I'm going to go and sit down, bro. I'm not, it's like, this ain't the place to get mad. I'm nothing, man. Like, it's the craziest stuff. Crazy, oh, craziest stuff, bro. And this, and this, here's the thing. Kentucky, like, where I'm from, Lexington, is really not that bad. As a matter of fact, like, I think we're probably one of the most progressive cities. Yeah. Like, real talk. In the college the, in towns, the right? Like, the college towns tend to be like that, you know? Yeah, when very you're in, like, man. We had, gay mer- we had an openly gay mayor probably, what, two mayors ago, a mayor ago? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, we people would think, oh, no, that's not going to happen in Lexington. I mean, Kentucky, yeah. Like, we are completely progressive. Mm-hmm. But the state, mm-hmm. some, yeah, some yeah. places in the state, buddy, they, you better not be there when the sun goes down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> same, situ- <laughs> uh, same situation here, man. Like, it's like Lawrence, Kansas, Little Blue Dot, like can- Kansas City, parts of Kansas City, like Wyandotte County. You know, that's liberal. That's the, you know, that's right. the black part of Kansas City. Right. So it's like, it's like that, you know, in some parts of Wichita, and that's it. It's like the, the uh, more urban areas and then the college town. Everything else is red as can, as can be. Have you ever heard of uh, Jetmore? Huh? Jetmore? I think in Dodge City. Hmm. I know Dodge, Dodge City. City I know Dodge City. Yeah. So I think Jetmore, I think it's called Jetmore. I, I drove on Highway 50 from Colorado mm-hmm. there. And uh, I I pulled over the lane, and I I pulled like you know how you driving and a lane merges. I merged on in. Mm-hmm. Well, a cop pulls us over because he said we didn't put our blinker on the merge, even though there wasn't any more road in front, right? So he pulls us over. He talks to us. He's like, "I'm gonna just give you a warning, but you need to make sure you put a blinker on to merge." And I was like, mm-hmm. "I know." To be honest, I never knew that when the lane is ending, like yeah. That's not, it's not like I'm even coming, moving lanes. It's literally, that's the it's lane. Just, right, right, right. Yeah, right. So I said, yes, sir, I got you, man. Here's what's so crazy, though. So one county over, outside of that other cop's jurisdiction, uh-huh. we, on the, we on the road as a huge, uh, like, two, uh, uh, four, uh, what do you call it, 18-wheel in front of us, like a huge truck in front of us. So uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I'm going to move on the outside because I'm already late for this meeting. So I'm going to drive on the outside around them. It's passing the passing lane, drive <laughs> past them and take off. Well, the 18 the will start speeding up and I'm seeing a car coming down this way. So I'm just like, because I got to get past it, right? So yeah. I zoom past and get in front. Probably like two seconds later. Oh, I was like, what the heck? Now, here's the crazy part. So he comes up and says, sir, you know you was going a little bit fast. I said, yes, sir, I know I was going fast. I said, I was trying. You saw it. I was either going to die. Go fast. I was going to die. You saw what happened, <laughs> right? Said, yeah, I understand. He said, I get it. He said, but this is what he said. He said, but we got a call from the other county and told us you was coming this way. Uh, okay. What? So that's why he was even out there. Uh, what? That guy that let you go called the next county over and said, said that, that these there's two a dude coming, coming or didn't use his blinker properly. <laughs> Bro. Like, man. It was like, that's I like. Said, that's too, that's, they ain't even in the same jurisdiction, right? It's like it, it, this county police and these county police. That's so oh, weak, man. too, man. That's like, like, I, that's so was, weak, too. Like, he was he, waiting for us to come. Like, he, they were just so bored. They was like, hey, we got some, we got some people. I don't know if it was people with Colorado plates because, you know, weed's legal there. So maybe they think we bringing weed into Kansas, trying yeah. to get it up to Lawrence. I don't know what it was. But it was just like, <laughs> It was just like he called on the phone for some. I mean, called on the CB for something to me. Just I yeah. was like, hmm, this is interesting. So, of course, after he said that, I started making a joke about the whole thing. 
I was like, man, I was like, in Kansas, y'all call for blinkers. <laughs> right. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's why the thing. call was I don't think that's why the call was made. But Bro, who, that's the only that's my only experience I had with Kansas. We wound up meeting who was meeting at some casino close to Dodge City. Mm-hmm. Um Dodge City, like the, the original cowboy town or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, we wound up meeting, uh, meeting Wyatt Earp and, and all yeah. that. Yeah. And I told him about it, but yeah, man. So that that's just my experience with Kansas. And then I guess, you know, Kansas, we used to come to Kansas City all the time to do some other stuff, but it was on the Missouri side. Yeah. I don't think I've been on the I don't I haven't been on the 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 Kansas it's all, side. It's all like it, it basically there's a state line street that runs like down the middle of Kansas City, but the downtown downtown Kansas City and like the football and baseball stadiums and stuff are all in Missouri. But yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I I hear that. I hear that. You know, I got there there is something cool about Bitcoin though that is like bringing people together. And I know you right. talk about this, you know, like in Clubhouse. And and one cool cool very cool thing about Clubhouse that I I just I'm, su- I'm just super thankful for is you know, coming out of Bitcoin Twitter, which is <laughs> just <laughs> uh, yeah, like you know, you know, you gotta yeah. tell by the laugh. You just right? gotta but, say yeah. That's why you gotta say yeah. It's it's just a whole thing, and it's fine. I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those dudes are my people. I get it. And there's, right. you know, I, I, I probably I make allowances because we're all Bitcoiners and stuff, and that you know that I would not do otherwise. Uh, I, I still call people out for shit, but I would, I, 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 I toe the line a little bit more. I have make more allowances than I would otherwise. There's some people on there that are just way 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 different backgrounds and way 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 different political leanings than i have um and you know honestly what's interesting is the bitcoin totally flipped around because i you know I'm, i come from a liberal family that's why we live in lawrence because i feel comfortable here you know like right uh, very socially liberal like and, and so you know my, my family's into politics democratic politics and all that stuff too so that was just kind of like my default. I went to college, I, you know, I studied, I, you know, had economics classes. I took like four or five economics classes, learned about Keynesian economics, like government controls the money. This is the way it's done now. It's it's better this way. We can actually like have influence over the economy. You don't have to, you know what I mean? Like we can, right. we can control things. We can make things better when the shit hits the fan. And so total, like, that's exactly what I thought was supposed to happen. Big government person, right? And then I, oh, I, find yeah. big, I find Bitcoin and I'm like, Oh, damn! It's the exact. It's the exact opposite of all of that, right? And so then I start thinking more like, like economically speaking, more like on the libertarian side of things. And my understanding yep. of liber- libertarianism is like, you know, all right, we understand what money really is, which, and this is the way you know we should have. We should have like, you know, hard money. That's important. Like we should not like let's audit the Fed. Let's get rid of the Fed. Let's just have hard money. Right. Like, uh, and my understanding on the social side, if you're a libertarian is, you know, just l- each to his own, right? If, if you, you do you, like, that's kind of, that's what it comes down to. And my, right. You do you, man. As long as you're not hurting me and my family, then we're all good. That's basically it, what it comes I'm down hurting to. hurting anyone else. I don't want you hurt nobody else's family either. Exactly. That, that's that's my freedom. interpretation. So yeah. that's where yeah. I'm at now. Um, it, it, but it totally flipped my economic understanding of the world um and so like now i have uh, you know that i've got that completely at odds with a lot of my friends and the people i grew up with 
And so I have a lot of work to do to try to convince them and uh, about Bitcoin. So I undo all of that stuff that I undid with, you know, thousands of hours of reading and podcasts and all that stuff over four years. <laughs> right. <laughs> like deep deprogramming. Yeah, me, I'm like, I call myself a greed liberal de- democratican because the truth is, I don't believe in any like party. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I hear that. It doesn't, yeah. I really don't, man. Like, I just don't get down with Democrats, definitely not just Democrats and Republicans. I think it's so crazy that we have this nation where we have all of these different thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. And then the moment you take on the label, you have to agree with everything that side does, right? And then that's, that's how you get this whole bipartisanship. Mm-hmm. I think it should just be free thinking individuals that when they go in to vote on things, like they vote directly based on the people they represent. You get what I'm saying? Like that's what yep. I, like I, I think politicians are supposed to be public servants, period. And your constituency tells you who to vote for, not what you believe in, not mm-hmm. your your way of thinking. It's you need to get out and talk to your people and then yep. vote based on what your people are saying because you are their representative. But of course, that's not the kind of politics we have in no. this country. It's it's that's why everything's broken, man. It's too centralized. Like uh, the, the power has been pulled away from the states, pulled away from the cities and the counties. And it's just, it's, it's all up in, in Washington. Right. And then all of those guys, it's super easy to co-op them. Just like it's easy to co-op the money. It's easy right. to co-opt all, you know, it's 500 people, right? 500 people. Right. That's all you got to do. It's easy yeah. for all those corporations. Failure, Capital Hill, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. And too much power is there now. And, and so if we take away, you know, the, the power of the printing press, because that it just enables so much of the centralization of power right? Uh, and all the stuff that they're doing, finances, all of those policies, those plans, those projects, those departments, all that stuff. Uh, right. then, then I think we're going to see more decentralized, like a re-decentralization of power, which is important. Right. Like you should look, I know, I know the people who serve on my school board, right? I know the people who are on my city council, like right. personally friends with a couple of them, you know? Yeah. Um, and they know me. My mayor, I used to see my mayor, Jimmy, the one I told you, Oakland Gate. That was my dude, man. I'd yeah. be like, Jimmy, I see him at Kroger, like shopping. What's yes. up, Jimmy? Yes. Everybody else get mad at me. That's Mayor Gray. I was like, nah, it's Jimmy. I see him mm-hmm. on the street, I'd say Jimmy, right? Yeah. Like people, like I would know him. And like you said, I think these, because the thing is, decentralization empowers people. That's mm-hmm. really what it all boils down to. Yeah. It just really is an empowerment thing, right? It allows you to have access without somebody else having the control and the and being the gatekeeper, bro. That's what brings me to all of this. It's like, like for me again, I don't trust, I I don't trust the government to do what's in our best interest because we've already seen that they don't, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the fact that the same people stay in government for 34, 40 years, it's like you're not getting fresh new ideas, right? It's like you got to do like Mitch McConnell, who's been around forever doing mm-hmm. the same exact stuff over and over again. Now, look, shout out to Mitch for the hemp bill. I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Farm bill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like, I've been in this state for a while, and it's just like, you just look at some of the stuff that he does, and our state's still poor. It's like, why you keep voting for this cat? Like, you need some fresh, we need some fresh ideas to actually bring about change. And yeah. I think that's what, like, Bitcoin does. It empowers people. And, it, and, it, and then you almost have, like, a, it's almost like, once you start understanding that the Fed is trying to keep all of us in slavery, then you have a common enemy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's all the Fed is, man. It's a, it's the good book says that you're a slave to the to the lender. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like when you borrow money, you become that slave because you got to keep working 
to pay it back. Yep, you know yep. what I mean? Look, I, I learned this from Robert Breedlove. Actually, I mean, I knew this. I actually, I knew the story before, but I was reminded of it by Robert Breedlove in a piece like Masters and Slaves of Money, I think it was called. But he was like, the only time in the Bible that Jesus got upset was when he flipped the over changes. the tables, the money changers outside the temple. Yeah. And he got, he yeah. was, he lost his temper because, because those guys were, were thieves. They're like enslaving people with the, with this, like That's surreptitiously with this money. Yeah. Cause think about it. How do you charge somebody extra money on top of the money that you gave them? Right. Cause I know, yes, yeah, so you can make some money. But the truth is, is like if you give it to them and they give it back, you making them work more for it, especially if you keep pumping more money into the system. That's the real bad right? right there. You keep pumping more money into this. So you give somebody a loan and then you uh, reduce the purchasing power of it so they have to work even more. And you, we can already see the compounding effects of that because we move into a society where two people have to work at home, sometimes three. Like I remember my first tenant had three adults living in the side to pay rent. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And yep. it's like, and my rent wasn't even high. Like the rent I was charging wasn't even high. It was just that for them to make it, it was three grown people having to live together just to be able to make it. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just yep. like, we just keep doing that. Right. And the reason why I think about it, the reason why I had to charge them the rent is because I borrowed the money and then I got the debt that I have to pay. So now I'm making some other people work yeah. and it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And everybody has to work more and more and more and more. You know what I'm saying? And and like like everybody's living up debt, right? Because this is a debt-based money. So all the banks exactly. are based on debt too. But the difference is their debt is 0% at the top. The big right. banks, they get right. that money free. They just, they're, you know, they're typing a little number and they're like, okay, you have a trillion dollars on your balance sheet now. And right. then the way it enters into the economy is when they start lending that stuff out. So they're going to lend it out to all of the other people with good credit, which means the big corporations, 1%, 50 bips, something or, like that. Or the people who got a head start. Yeah. Right? Well, so that's that's, that's another level down. Like, so then, you got corporations. It's just, matter of fact, you got, yeah, you got the corporations. Then you got the people who they have a certain amount of wealth because yep. their grandparents left it to them. Yep. Right? It don't make yeah. them any and, smarter or anything like that. It's just granddaddy was smart and bought right. some insurance. And now you got to, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, then they can dollars. they can buy actually scarce assets and make and, right. and generate wealth, right? So they don't have to right. take on debt. But then it keeps going down. And it's like, all right, you got to live off some credit card debt, and you start that one one month. You know, something happens. You have no savings because you're you're working your ass off to beat inflation, and, and something bad happens, and you tap into a credit card, eighteen percent interest. Boom! If you can't right. pay that off, it's every month, every month, every month, and then you're in the and hole. Then you, P- and then if you don't pay it off. Yeah, yeah, then if you don't pay it off, now for the next at least seven years, it's basically like you're a financial leper. You're bleeding. Like nobody will touch you and allow you to do anything. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. It's like, and, you just, and it just keeps going. And then our, think about it. Our housing costs are so outside of what they probably actually should be worth. Yes, yes. Right, because it's the land that's expensive. Everybody's house is made out of the same freaking lumber. Yep. <laughs> so now all of a sudden you've given a premium to certain places. And yep. so, man, it's crazy. And so you just have this cycle of constant work, like over and over and over again. Yep. And to me, it's like once you get to a certain level of wealth, if you can learn to live on ramen noodles, you'll be the happiest person alive. <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? It's man. like this... you don't have to like it's 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 that crazy that we just keep buying into we need more and we need more and we need more. And that's because we've been taught to worship the castle, bro. Like everybody wants to be a king. 
right? And they don't realize that the king don't have anything without the people outside the castle. Mm -hmm. The people outside the castle bring them stuff in there. And what does he give them? This money, especially Mm -hmm. in this country, that is basically being debased. So Mm -hmm. all of these people have all the value outside of the castle, but yet somehow we've allowed a few people to trick us into paying the castle. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And we the the people. Yep. Yeah. We're giving, we're giving them all of our time and hard work and ingenuity and productivity and invention entrepreneurship. And they're giving us back shitty money for it. That just keeps losing its value. Yeah. Giving us back paper. (laughs) Yeah. Here you go. We can't eat the paper. You can barely burn it and get good fuel out of it. Like, uh, yeah, right? It's going to burn for like five seconds or something. Yeah, now they even know. get rid of that. We don't even have the paper, so we can't even burn it. So now you got these digital ones and zeros right. that, yeah. you move, that you just inflate at any point to make us yep. keep bringing you all of our value. It's, it's crazy, so, man. so messed up, man. It's so messed up. And thank God we have Bitcoin. We have Bitcoin. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it, it's... And it could be uh, the same, right? We can't act like that. The powers that be, and that's why I'm trying to get the the retail guys to go suck it up. Like, go mm-hmm. grab as much as you can, because mm-hmm. these corporations, it's not going to, I don't think it would be any different if they keep sucking all of it up, bro. Yeah. It's only going to be a few of us that get in on the train early enough that we only have to worry about the corporations. But if people don't think about it and get on the train now, and all of these freaking corporations suck it up, yeah. think about what happens. We in the same position again. Yeah, you exactly. This, you're still gonna have castles. It just got different lords now, right? You just, you just <laughs> got different different lords with more Bitcoin. It's like humanity. Humanity. We have to. We have to understand when we have a way out. That's what it is. You have to understand when you have a, a way to get to freedom, bro. Because if you don't, if you don't understand when you have a way out, you will. You will basically put yourself in a position to be enslaved again, bro. Period. You yeah. gotta see, you gotta see the hole in the wall in Shawshank, right? You gotta know that you gotta <laughs> be able to drop down in the dang on sewer and go a mile in some poop, right? Yeah, yeah. Just yep. to get to freedom, like you gotta be willing to take that sacrifice because when you get that opportunity, you gotta take it. You gotta take it. Period. And this is it. Like, it. And the thing is, like, it's starting. We're starting to lose that opportunity to like front front run all those all those guys because all those guys with the big dollars are starting to come in now and they're starting to scoop up all that bitcoin and the price is going up so we had we had 12 years and that's why there's some urgency like it's still there's still an opportunity because they're they're really just starting to trickle in at this point right still just a trickle but it's going to be a flood soon enough right uh so like i feel like we got some sense of urgency now to Get as many of many people out there, like they're just you know regular regular plebs, you know the plebs, like right. try to get some in that pocket and be a part of this this future. Do you know? Do you know the number? Like the number that everyone puts out there. They're like, if you have what is it? Oh yeah, I guess they just use the straight math and saying if you have point two one Bitcoin, you'll be in the top one percent, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Bro, I'm just trying to get people there, man. <laughs> like, I'm I know. Just and, to hey, get, man, I got. That's get, what we doing at Black like, Bitcoin Billionaire, man. We just trying to get people there. I've been trying forever. Nobody, nobody, pretty much listens, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. They see the price and don't understand it, right? 
Yep. It's like, man, this is because somebody put a post up. Is it too high at 18,000? 18,000. It seems a little bit high. And that same person put up another post. Is it too high at 52,000? It seems. Yep. Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's it's not, it's never going to be too high. You got it. I mean, you just, you have to do it. I mean, you have to do it. Like, no matter what price it is, you have to do it because unless you're going to be like, you know, the last person on earth, like Peter Schiff and Paul Krugman are going to be out to dinner and they're going to be like, <laughs> they're going to be like, who's going to get the, get the tab. And Paul's like, I'll do it. Uh, can we get the check? Uh, yes, sir. That'll be, uh, you know, 7,000 Satoshis. All right, cool. Uh, can you price that in dollars for me? Uh, yes, that'll be $17,000. He's like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah right peter schiff could outrun paul krugman that guy i mean paul krugman would be stuck with that bill for sure i don't know man hey i don't know hey don't don't no, i got that I feeling big dude. yeah man i got that feeling although i have seen paul krugman uh he's a biker apparently because i've seen a picture of him okay, with a bike see? helmet on so yeah, maybe nope. maybe he can run. I don't know. Right. Anyway, yeah, one of them are gonna try to get away because they're like, uh, we're the last people on earth without any Satoshis. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think it's I think what you're saying, man, like there's a whole lot of room between now and then, right? I think. But that also means that there's a huge chance. I think we're at the beginning of the bell curve. Yeah. Like I think we're in this part of the bell curve. I agree. Just a little so the, Yeah, exactly. The, I don't even think we have to curve up. You think we have to curve up? I think we're getting there. Yeah. I think, I think we're getting we there. close. I yeah. think we're close. We're getting but close. I think we're still in that area because if yep. you think about it, it's still fringe. Now, look, it was fringe individuals. Now it's fringe companies. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. saying? And, so, and not even fringe companies anymore, man. Like, like, all right, Tesla's, Tesla's like number six market cap in the world. I will put, I, I'll put that in the fringe category just because yeah. Elon Musk is crazy as fuck. But like, I mean, and, right. and it's Michael they're just different. Same way. Crazy as fuck. Yeah. But that, in a good way, right? I'm saying that with way, all I'm saying that with yeah, all exactly. compliment. Like I yeah, you good, know, like, good crazy. Yeah, good like, crazy. Like when Steve Jobs says the crazy ones who change the world. That's what I mean. Right. Good crazy, but, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, when, like we Max, get, when you get a Jamie Diamond or somebody like that, matter of fact, <laughs> here's the thing. When Janet Yellen turns her or Charlie Munger, when Charlie Munger turns his his app around and says, Yep, I just got my first Bitcoin. That's, Bitcoin's <laughs> going to be $100 million. You understand what I'm saying? That guy won't yep. be alive anymore, man. Just got, just got my first Bitcoin. <laughs> what do you mean? Charlie Munger is, is going to live forever, bro. <laughs> you don't understand that? Like, Charlie Munger is going to live forever. I don't, uh, know, what you, I don't know what you've heard. That dude's got a cryo chamber. He goes and sleeps in it. Him and the Rothschild dude. Like he might be dead. Maybe he might gone. be dead already. He might be dead already. He just Bro, like reanimated you. himself. He's like they out here weekend at Bernie in it. Like <laughs> he's just Charlie like Moon is gonna live forever, bro. They just I'm reanimate him every like the sun comes up. He's like some kind of like vampire technology or something. And that's know. the thing. Like I love those dudes, man. Like that's how I got into investing. Was like I I, I always tell the story of me losing a bunch of bread on uh penny stocks yeah and i'm like well let me go find out who know how to make money so i started <laughs> getting books on warren buffett and then of course you run into charlie munger and yeah. my 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 thing was the one that got me over and the reason why i think kind of how i think is uh intelligent investor by benjamin graham like that book i'm reading this you know what i'm saying when i'm like 
eight, what was I, 18, 19 years old. And it's a, oh, it turned, listen, one of the companies they were talking about was a real, a railroad company. Like they're telling you how to value a railroad company. Think about it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like 1999, <laughs> we're looking at railroads, but it taught me a whole lot, man, about business and everything. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. This is how he values things. So I deeply, deeply respect Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I, I be wanting to go to Omaha just to give that dude some depth. Like, like dap him <laughs> up in the right way. I'm not giving him a straight handshake. I'm catch, get in here, bro. <laughs> That's how you go here. Right here. Goes, oh, Lord. <laughs> That's how you go here, man. <laughs> What's happening, player? That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna dap, I want to dap him up in the real way because he really made me think differently about everything. Yeah, like, respect, from respect to them, man. Yeah, we'll but, forgive the rat poison squared thing. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But he don't—he <laughs> don't get Bitcoin. Nah, not at all. Not at all, man. Not at all. And uh, you know that makes sense. But that's what we're saying. Like those guys, you're right. Those guys are gonna be last to the party, and and it's still it's still fringe. Like it, there's big companies, big corporations, but it's still fringe. It's like the it's like the uh, the really forward thinking big investors. You know, who, like see right. an opportunity, want to scalp it. They've been yeah yeah. Uh, you know, what are the big investors? Paul Tudor Jones and uh, what's my girl's uh, name? What's my girl's name in art? Um, she's cold. I can't think oh, of Ark, her name. Ark Invest. Um, what is her name? She's cold blooded, man. What is her name? Man, you're gonna make me look it up. I cannot think of her name at art. She always has really dope ideas, and the way she is thinks, she up, is she up on uh, on Clubhouse? I don't know if she's on Clubhouse. I know she's on Twitter. Catherine she's Wood. Yes. Yeah. I was, yeah. 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 That's her name. Bro. Yeah. Check out some like just check out how she thinks. She's gangsta out here in these streets, man. Like those those people are on board. Yeah, but, exactly. But I I don't know about like like listen, I used to try to sell software to banks, right? And I would go to a board meeting and look around, and I'm just like. These old dudes right here ain't gonna get it, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I I feel it though, man. And things are accelerating. And like we like you said, you know, the curve, right? At some point it's like in you know, the gradually and suddenly, all that thing. It's like exponential growth is hard to to understand. And these people, it's all Bitcoin's just grown by word of mouth. It, that's right. it, it's all organic, it's all word of mouth. And people come in because they they hear somewhere media or friends or family or whatever that oh shit this thing's gone from 1000 to 20000 in a few months it's cousin her yeah <laughs> we got to get in uh and then those people get burned or whatever they get out but some people stick around and then it just keeps going and going so it's it's like it's like that but now that's happening with the really rich people right they're talking about it at, di- at the dinner table or whatever out in the hamptons right. or on their yachts or whatever that's it what is that's what scares me man yeah. that is what scares me Because I'm like, the thing is, is that Bitcoin changes your thinking. But if Bitcoin gets to the point where it's ubiquitous, then the thinking of those people who have it will be the same as they are now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Bitcoin, Bitcoin, because of its its ability to give anyone access, is more. And that's what when you read the white paper, it was supposed to be in the hands of the people. But I don't think Satoshi really took into account ASICs. Yeah, like true. the 86 part yeah. began to centralize the distribution of it to people who already had a lot of capital. It's very difficult in a capitalist society to move away from that idea that whoever has all the capital 
can go buy all the miners and then be the ones that distribute the coins. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get and what you're it, saying. But I think those mi- I mean, those miners have to sell a lot of those coins because they got to pay no, for the energy. Saying, but it's still them. They got the control over who distributes them. Like, they, they control who they sell them to. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. And so once they sell them to a certain people, then those people can control it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish there was a way we could have figured out how to make the mining a lot more democratic. Yeah. You know I, so Preston Pish was doing is doing a podcast with Marty Bent and okay. somebody somebody else about mining. Like he just put this tweet out yesterday. He's like, I'm going to talk to these guys about mining. What do you have a question? And so I replied with the question. I was like, do you ever think that mining will be decentralized by every household, every corporation? Because we're going to have rooftop solar eventually, right? So energy is getting decentralized. And and that process is happening now. But I think eventually it's going to be like converge on rooftop solar because I think that'll be the cheapest. It's just like graphene, man. Graphene. Yep, yep, yep. It's getting exponentially the earth. That's going to be, that's what I want. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes. well, basically, solar power is going to be like really close to free eventually, right? Yeah. I don't. My, it's going to take a you know another decade or whatever, but it'll happen. And then everybody just has some miners in their house, whatever excess energy they have from the sun. And then you got a pool with like your city or something, and it pools up, and you use that those resources for like parks and education, roads, uh, right. you know, secu- security services, fire departments, stuff like that. So you're literally you're mining Bitcoin in a decentralized way and. And, uh, you know, you can put it together in localities. So then it comes back to that re- reinforcing that idea of like empowering local communities, because then you're, right. you're like you're like governing yourselves, but you're also generating your own resources uh, through Bitcoin, like in this decentralized mining way. I think I like that could be cool, you know. But see, here's the thing, like I, you just made me really think deeply about the future, about Lightning Network, mm-hmm. because Everyone can run lightning nodes, not need a, a lot of electricity anyway, and we just transact at the lightning level. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that if there are not that many channels getting closed yeah. and actually pushed to chain, mm-hmm. where do the miners actually get their fees from? I wanna, right. I'm going to bring that room up on Clubhouse. I'm definitely going to have that room because I want to okay. really talk I'll to be there. about yeah. the future of... Cause I, I, cause I'm, I'm falling in love with like playing around with lightning network. Yeah, man. Like I already kind of like payment channels back in the day. Um, but now when payment channels is like payment channels connected to another payment channel, right? That's all it really is. Yep. So it's like lightning network is really, really cool to me. And I think that's the way we're going to have to get people Satoshis in the future. That won't be yep. like, that's yeah. the only way we're going to be able to do it. But if we go to that layer and those, uh, those payment, um, those routing, I say routing nodes mm-hmm. are the ones making all the fees and we're not committing blocks to the actual chain, mm-hmm. are committing transactions to the chain, where do the miners make their money? And the question mm-hmm. is, the difficulty to begin to fall off so that then people at homes can mine again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting, right? Does it, does it go back to that, right? Does it go I mean, back to us with our little block eruptors? <laughs> The little yeah. USB block erupters on the desk again. You know what I'm saying? See, all right. So the way that we've scaled payments and, and money transfers in this particular system is we do have layers too. We have like we have like Fedwire kind of down on the base layer, and we have like the ACH system and, and, and Swift. 
And then we have payment networks on top of that, like Visa, MasterCard, and the ACH system and stuff like that. Right. So it, it's, it's yeah, the <laughs> gift cards. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, shout out Paxful. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they're scaled like that. And then, so it's like Visa doesn't like doesn't really have like settlement takes a long time you can reverse a visa transaction for like fucking 60 days or something <laughs> ach transfers you can reverse for like 30 days all the way down to like final settlement uh fedwire bank of international settlements imf you know all that stuff they do final final settlement bitcoin the base layer uh, does democratize final settlement yes the fees are going to get outraged i mean outrageous compared to the, what they are now but each transaction is going to be like a batch a batch of like you know, so many transactions like lightning openings and closes. It will, it, be, though. it will, it will. It'll batch all together into one transaction. That's what like Schnorr signatures are going to be doing or right. helping out with. No but, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Like if everybody moves to layer two and we, and they don't close their channels. Yeah, but it'll be, it'll be like banks that are doing that. It'll be like, all right. So there will be like lightning banks. It'll be like, I'm going to, it'll be like a checking account and I'm going to okay. open, okay. I'm going to open up a lightning wallet with this bank. It may be, you know, like Swan or Coinbase or Cash App right. or Strike. You know, like these are the new banks. Uh, right. People who are dealing with lightning are building with lightning now. Uh, right. River, you know. So like when you start opening it, when you open a lightning account, it'll be like a checking account and for, for transactions. And when you're ready to settle to your savings account, those, those banks will do a big old batch of transactions. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it. There's all kinds of tech that'll do that, you know? And, and so you can settle on the main chain for a lot less and they'll aggregate those fees together and spread it across right. everybody. Um, right. So, but that's the, what I'm saying. How yeah. often, this is my question if the asset's the same, how often are people going to be moving to their savings account? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, only when you really have long term money to hold. That's the only right. time. Right. Yeah. Like, you want like, to, like, like, money you want to hold for years. For your kids, right. for for your future, yeah. Then you want to have it on the chain because you're holding that like gold in your vault, and so you know, yeah, it's it's only going to be incentivized for people who are going to be holding that for a long time. Because I'll pay, you know, I'll pay five hundred bucks to settle a transaction of like, you know, my a year's worth of salary that I've collected on the Lightning Network, you know, right. that that I'm gonna that I'm gonna be saving for my kid's future or something. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this is man. This is that's why I love it though. I'm the I'm, I love the tech, man. Yeah, like that's why I get that's why I go ahead and have those argument rooms because we mm -hmm. almost had one in Cafe Bitcoin, bro. And I was like, nope, no nope, wrong place, man. Well, I'm not gonna talk to you about this here. We're gonna respect this club. Like it's like being in somebody's house. Like, nope, we don't. Oh, talk man. about man, you could argue. You could have. You can argue in Cafe Bitcoin. No, man, y'all Bitcoin only, bro. Like, oh, you were talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah well, somebody was true. coming up trying to tell the benefits of Ethereum and all of this uh -huh, stuff. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I was yeah. like, nope, we're not going to do it here. Neil was in there. I was like, yeah. nope, we're going yeah, yeah, to like, close this down and I'm going to go out in the hallway. We can, we can box out there. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. Yeah. It was so crazy. That room got nuts over time. People came in talking about Ethereum. Then a dude came in talking about Cordana. Then another dude came uh -huh. in talking about uh, uh, what's it called? Polka dot. Then uh -huh, they uh -huh. said when I left, there was one dude came in there. It was like XRP is the best. Da da da. It was like so. I was like, <laughs> if that happened in Cafe Bitcoin, like that wasn't cool, man. Because I, you know, what I'm saying I don't like to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. You feel me? I'll, so I would be. I, it would be fun to go in those rooms though, and and you just gotta come, man. We grab all the time because I step out in the hallway out of Black Bitcoin billionaires. But sometimes we're trying to educate newbies, and somebody comes in like fighting tooth and nail for 
some crazy coin. And I'm like, listen, I'll, t- I'll have this conversation with you, but we got to leave up out of here. Yeah. Cause I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to confuse people who don't have no clue about any of this. Yeah. Like yeah. they'll be listening to you and you'll be saying all this jargon with no foundational basis. Yeah. Right. And people yeah. say, Oh, let me, let's get a couple of them. And they start buying stuff that they could have just put that extra few dollars into Bitcoin. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, man, <laughs> I don't know if this is, look, I don't even feel like it's a podcast. We just been chilling. That's what this podcast is for, man. We're, <laughs> we are, we are citizens of Bitcoin and we're sharing our Bitcoin story and ideas. We're sharing our story. Look, I just, like I said, I am, this podcast is changing into just hanging out like this. People get to right. know other Bitcoiners, you know, because I want people, yeah, I've been no. interne- I've been interviewing people from trying to get more international, you know, trying to get different perspectives. I've been talking to people, I talked to people in like Colombia, uh, Ghana, uh, you know, over in like in Eastern Europe. Uh, right. And like, I'm just trying to get different perspectives and, and just hang out, get to know other Bitcoiners and share those, those stories out because what I'm right. seeing happening right now, and that's why, you know, I think the name Citizen Bitcoin is good for it, is that we're building this new identity, right? Like the people are above a nation. Yeah. Like I don't identify as much of an American as I do as a Bitcoiner. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like we have this, that, that's, that's more inspiring to me to identify with. Right. Right. And so there's, there's Bitcoiners all around the world who, who feel the same way. And like, I want to connect with them and bring their story. And I'll tell you what, man, I mean, we've been talking a lot about clubhouse today, but that's because there's, I mean, there's a reason for that. But I, I have a whole list of people I've met on Clubhouse and just they come up on stage and I hear them I'm like, damn, like I have no way. I, I, I don't know who you are. You, you know, it's people who've never been on the podcast circuit, you know, right. people who aren't on Bitcoin, Twitter. And, and I'm like, you know, what's up? Like you, I love your perspective. I love what you have to say. And I'm in their right. DMs and I'm like, I'm, I, I want you on the podcast. So the, the, the rest of this podcast for the rest of time it's just going to be people <laughs> like that and just getting stories bad. and hanging out and, and just, just talking about whatever you're into nice. and Bitcoin comes up eventually. Right. Right. I yeah. hope it's, I hope it's a little heater. Can you hear that heater on your headphones? Nope. Okay, good. Cause I was like, I wonder if this heater is if people going to like, is he in a helicopter this whole time? <laughs> no, I don't hear it. My wife keeps feet, feet heaters all over the place. That's good. Like, like the little bitty heaters. If your feet and are warm, sits, your body's she warm. Front, she just sits in front of them all the time. So she yeah. just like got them in all the different rooms. She'll move them to the other room and put her feet in front. And I took a spot in this room. And so, <laughs> so you, got some, you got some warm feet. No, but I wear flip-flops all the time. I've been wearing flip-flops in the snow. <laughs> how do you do that, man? It's, I don't know. I know how to walk on the snow and not really get my feet wet. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like you should That's see me. T- I don't really, like the way I walk is is like, I don't know. I just do it. Sometimes I go out in boots, but I've been wearing wearing flops constantly there through all go, of this man. snow, man. It's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just, I just, that's just my thing, man. I like my toes out. Yeah, I hear you. My that's feet, cool. my feet are beautiful, baby. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you I like the pride, that's for sure. Well, uh, thanks, man. Is this yeah, is thank this, you. Is this did we do our do we do our thing? We did our thing, man. I think this is a good time to stop. I actually am gonna be getting on a clubhouse room in three minutes that we have scheduled. So <laughs> I'm going from here. Uh I don't I, Brandon Brandon scheduled it up. I think we're gonna be 
doing a webinar style. Let's see what we got. Seven reasons to buy Bitcoin. So we got a little spiel to make. We're going to go back and oh, forth yes. and talk for a while uh, on why to buy Bitcoin. And then we're going to just do Q&A after that. Man, we're just, we're just trying things, man. We're just trying your, things. Your CEO has vision. He be calling me his big brother on the game, in the game. But he went, like, listen to what I'm saying. Like, him having all of y'all on here, like, I keep telling other CEOs, I'm like, y'all missing the boat, bro. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have some of your employees on Clubhouse at all times, mm-hmm. you are missing the freaking boat. Like, mm-hmm. you need to have a dedicated group of individuals. And y'all all are, like, super content people. Like, yep. the whole yep. squad. Yep. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We I'm have, like, I mean, we have engineers and then our whole marketing team. Like, our marketing team, our marketing is education. So, we just, right. we're all about content. That's what we do all day long. Right. Is we we make plans and we make content. And that's it. Right. And right. we have Jan, Jan runs his show with Gigi and all those guys. Right. And they're, they're brilliant and they do their thing. And then we just run around and, you know, post on Twitter and write blogs and, and hang, jump out in club, and and hang out in clubhouse. And I think all of those guys on the engineering side are like, damn, <laughs> you guys just <laughs> hang out all day long. talk about Bitcoin. Uh, it's smart like, though, man. It's smart. I'm like, Hey, I know, like I said, I know he called me the, his big brother in the game because we was already doing it. That was my vision, exactly. right? Exactly. It was like that was my vision for it. It's like I, it's for me, anyways. From an educational standpoint, it's like it's the best way to educate people. Period. Once I saw it that first day, I was hooked, and I was like, "This is our. This is how you get the message out as fast as possible." Yep. So yeah, man. So shout out to y'all over there, Swan, man. Yo, yo, your CEOs ahead of the game, and ain't nobody else really doing like y'all doing it, man. Um, you are, like, man. You're up there doing it all the time. Oh, yeah, we and, are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I, I can say we the godfathers of it right now. Yeah, exactly. He's right. He's right, man. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I when I first got in Clubhouse, I was hanging out in your rooms all the time and just studying. And I right. still come into your rooms, and you guys are still like way more fun. We're tra- we're still trying to learn because like I pop into your rooms, you got music going. You're like you guys are <laughs> like rhyming, like just games. Yeah. I don't know. It's just fun. <laughs> And we're, right. we're our, our rooms are just too like ah yeah, come up <laughs> come on up who's next to ask a question I have a question I have a question what wallet should I use you know it's like the same question over and over and over again I'm like we need to figure out we need to figure out something to make these rooms more fun because this is gonna you know, get really more fun just send them to our rooms and then we'll send them back to your room like like it's all it's all <laughs> there you go out here man. It is you know exactly. Saying? It takes all well, look, kinds. I'll let you get on your clubhouse, man, because I ain't trying to get you fired. You'll be <laughs> right? doing this podcast for a living. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is fun, man. Uh, this is so yeah. good. I'll see you out there on Clubhouse. It's really good to meet you and get to know you a bit better, man. I appreciate your time. See you, bro. Him. All yeah, right. you too, man. See you. Thank you to Mr. Lamar Wilson for joining me for this conversation. It was really an honor. I had a lot of fun as well. You can find him on Twitter at BigMar, at B-I-G-N-A-R-H. I am on Bitcoin Twitter at CitizenBitcoin. You'll find the podcast at CitizenBitcoin.world. You can subscribe there, find the whole archive. You share that link with your family and friends. They'll be able to do just the same. Oh, feeling that energy, feeling it. It's amazing surging through me. I don't know if we're ready for this, y'all. It's going to be quite a year. 
shout out to everybody who's been here for the ride. Uh, this podcast has been going on for three years now, and a lot of you have been around for most of it, if not all of it. Uh, you know, I appreciate each and every one of you. It's been quite a ride, and to share this journey with you has been a real honor. I've got to know a lot of you, a lot of you listeners as well, reaching out to me on Twitter, and I love to to have uh, to hear your DMs or see your DMs and, and have a little conversation. So my DMs are open on Twitter, at CitizenBitcoin. And uh, that's, you know, that's all I got for this week. I'm out. I'm out of energy. I got to go take a break. I uh, feeling overwhelmed uh, <laughs> from all this bullishness. So take care out there, Bitcoiners, wherever you happen to be in the world.